Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this month's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many more seasons to enjoy. So we do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments has many podcasts completed. Our podcasts can be found under the title of Senior Moments. They attest to the fact that there is life after retirement. The greatest fact about podcasts is that you can play them at any time you wish. So don't miss out. Right. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn, thanks so much for finding today's guest. Oh, I'm so excited Janice is here with us. She's a wonderful person, and she has lots of great things to share. We're going to introduce her in a moment, but first I have to say to my wife, good morning. How are you feeling this morning? Good morning, honey. I'm just fine. Thank you. How are you? How about telling (laughs) us about today's show? By all means. So today we'll be speaking with Janice Simon, who is the Regional Director of Residential Care for the Sunrise Senior Living in Glen Cove. We're going to be discussing the path to assisted living, because this is a subject that is really very apropos for senior moments. Janice also has a hobby that has enabled her to travel to different countries to gain more knowledge about it. So this morning should be very interesting. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. Today's wacky word is cockamamie. (laughs) I am sure all of those of us who share our generation, right? Or uh, in other words, who are old. (laughs) Right. Remember hearing this word. It's an adjective meaning ridiculous or incredible. Uh, By the look and sound of it, cockamamie seems like an arbitrarily coined nonsense word. But a reasonable explanation for its origin exists. Supposedly, cockamamie is an altered form of the term decalcomania, which denotes a process of transferring pictures and designs from specially prepared paper to surfaces such as glass or porcelain. In the 1940s, painted strips of paper with images capable of being transferred to the skin were called decals or cockamamies. I remember my mom using that word. They I were, remember buying them. You, oh, <laughs> see? They were naturally regarded by many as silly novelties. Hence, in time, cockamamie came to be used as an adjective meaning ridiculous. Aha. When I was a kid, we used to use uh, cockamamies as often as my mother would allow us to go to the candy store to <laughs> buy ice cream or an egg cream soda. Mm. While waiting to be served... We would purchase a comic book or a strip of cockamanies. Cockamanies was today's wacky word of the week. Every show, we try to come up with a joke or factor idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our Did You Know? Today's During the Year of the Woman, we are going to share with you some of the famous quotes made by women. Today, we will hear from Eleanor Roosevelt, the wife of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. She said, Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. (laughs) Is that true or isn't it? How about this one? 
It isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe in it. It isn't enough to believe in it. One must work at it. How, how apropos for today. Yes, especially. Yes. Life must be lived and curiosity <laughs> kept alive. One must never, for whatever reason, turn his back on life. Oh, so true. And the last one for today. The giving of love is an education in itself. Oh. Yes, indeedy. Nina and I have been married for 62 years this June 30th. Yes, and we We've we like to give a lot of love. Yes. <laughs> Famous quotations from Eleanor Roosevelt were today's. Did you know? And now introduce our guest. Okay, here goes. Janice Simon was born in Glencove Hospital and raised on Long Island. She is one of eight children. She loves Long Island and all it has to offer, especially the beaches. Janice has two grown children of her own, and she is also now a grandmother to a cutie patootie named Sophia Joy. What a wonderful name. For the past 32 years, Janice has lived in Glen Cove. She is a registered nurse of 36 years and is currently the Regional Director of Resident Care for Sunrise Senior Living, which is an assisted living facility in Glen Cove. Now here we come to the hobby, which I I I am so excited about. That's later in the no, show. No, it's I, I right here. But you're going to talk about it. Janice's now. hobby <laughs> is knitting. She loves to go to her knitting club, which meets in Seacliff. You and I are going to talk later. The club members have also traveled together to far-off destinations. They recently traveled to Scotland for a knitting festival. Ooh, how fun. So you drank scotch while you were, while <laughs> while you were, we were knitting. knitting. <laughs> <laughs> Janice also loves walking, going to the beach, the movies, and going to concerts. So Janice Simon, welcome to Senior Moments. Thank you. Very nice to have you here. I, we're going to talk about knitting later on, which is a, a subject very close to my heart. Me too. Yes. But we have some very important things to talk about now. Now, you say you have a love of Long Island. Uh, we've been in Long Island. And, well, what? Since the early, very early 60s. Four years Yes, or so. a long time. Six, a long time. Yes. What makes you feel that Long Island is the place of the world? <laughs> the place to be. My favorite thing about Long Island are the beaches. I love the sound, which is what where we live in in Glen Cove, and I love to walk along Morgan's Beach, but I also love to go to the ocean, which is my favorite place to go swimming. And um, as a youngster, I grew up going to East Hampton. Are you a strong swimmer? Yeah, but I also respect the ocean to know when it's too rough, I won't go in, but I still love to walk by it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. You and my wife. Oh, always. We we were very fortunate to have raised our children literally in the summers at Fire Island. Oh. And, I mean, that is the, a natural beach. My parents had, had bought property and built a house on the dune. So all we had to do was walk down oh, and down lucky. the steps. My kids literally, brown as berries all summer, spent and the barefoot. summers barefoot and nude. It was <laughs> it, it was a wonderful, wonderful way to raise them. So I understand your love of beach. Yes. And um, I've made do, I've made do with the sound, with Pribal, because I'm too, spo I'm frankly spoiled. I can't go to a place like Jones Beach. Oh, I agree. 
Because my um, grandparents had a home in East Hampton, and now my mom has it, and we went there every summer. Yeah. And we still look forward to going there. See, I still we so miss my they they all miss this getting together there. Oh, what well, what can we do? I, I I have to ask this question because eight children. Yes. Eight <laughs> children all around the same ages. Yep. Um, uh, we range from. I think there was 12 years between us. My parents just kept on having lots of kids. It My was mother very wanted, quiet in your house. <laughs> it, it was incredibly noisy and fun. Everybody talked at the same time, and then everybody laughed. And my mother really wanted to have 12 because she read that book, Cheaper by the, the Dozen. dozen. And my father said, I think eight is enough. <laughs> eight is enough. Yeah, well, there was a TV program. Yeah. Eight is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been like our family. Whoa, Lots of fun, though. Wonderful. That's marvelous. Wow. I, and, and you're all very still close and nice. And... Yes, it's very fun to get together. Sometimes my uh, in-laws will say, I don't understand what any of you people are saying. Everybody talks at the same time, and then everybody laughs. laughs. Were there twins? No twins. No, all no. individual. Yep. Wow. God bless your mother. I know. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, good. F good for you guys. We well, were... let's let's turn a little bit to your nursing career. Uh, what made you decide to become a nurse? When I went to college, I was studying psychology, and I loved it. And I noticed that I was a natural caregiver, especially helping my mom with my young siblings. So I just decided after college, I'm going to go to nursing school. And I thought it was a good job because I knew I could get a job yeah. doing and when, that. And what was so, your first job? I went to Catholic Medical Center. And when I graduated, I worked at Mary Magdalene Hospital on the medical surgical floor. Aha. Uh -huh. Where is Mer Mary Magdalene? It okay. was in Jamaica, Queens. Oh, and now it's yeah. condos. Mm, Too bad. Sure. It was a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot. I'm now sure. you, where, what department did you work in? That's like the ER room, isn't it? It would be like um, the re regular medical surgical floor. People would be coming and going to to and from the operating room, ah. and having different diagnoses that we would take care of. I see. Were, were you an operating nurse? No, just regular floor nurse. Uh, the, the I learned a who, lot. The ones who do the work. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> the ones who do the work, exactly. And then after that, I fell in love with visiting nursing, and I did home care for many years. Ah. And it oh, was is that what got you into the uh, sunrise? Sunrise, sunrise is, is it? That's yes. right. I was doing home care, loved it, because I would go into people's homes when they got home from the hospital, help them with things, teach them about medications. And I noticed in my town that there was this beautiful home going up. And I looked at it every day, and I said, I'm very curious about that. And it was Sunrise Senior oh, Living. Well, the yes, I remember living. when that was was when that was built, sure. Yes. Right next sure. to the school. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, it seems like a very good fit for you, that, you know, the, the trajectory of your career leading you into this particular area. It, it absolutely did, because it was a combination of home care, because I was taking people care of people in their home, and also long term, and yeah. watching them stay and get well and be able to live in their in their yeah, own home. home. Yes, well, that was the best we, part. I, that's where we imagine you met our producer, Carolyn. That's right. <laughs> I actually she she was one of the first people I met, and she was so sweet. And we opened up the home together. Oh. And um, she started as the concierge. She was the one who would greet everybody. And she went from being the greeter to the best executive director. Whoa, I didn't we even know that about you. And worked together for many you. years. Mm. Oh, 
mm-hmm. interesting. You yeah. kept that a secret when we interviewed you. <laughs> no, no secret. I only did it for a couple months. Catherine was such, she was a baby. Yeah. Oh. So I had wanted to start slow. And like Janice, I watched it being built and I was like, oh, I was very curious too. So. Yeah. 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 I, do you have a nursing background as well? I don't. No, business yeah. administration. Business administration yeah. background. And you're well, all you my let, best friends are nurses, though. <laughs> yes, of course. Lucky. Yes. yes. <laughs> we should mention what you do just at this point, so people don't will understand how you got into the business. Well, I mean, Janice and I worked for Sunrise Senior Living. It started 21 years ago, so that's how I got into senior health care. And now um, I'm no longer in assisted living. Right. I work for home care, right. strictly. For, so, yes, exactly. Of so, yeah, yeah. But at least you still, you're still oh, we're very basically close. Absolutely. all, all yes. with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to touch on the uh, subject of assisted living versus home well, care, or am I be jumping well, the gun? You're jumping ahead a little bit, only because. Uh, I think that we're going to spend a lot of time on that, and it's a very important subject. Subject, okay. Because people do confuse uh, assisted living when compared to a nursing home. That's right. They do confuse us. And and, uh, And and home and and being And uh, we'll talk about that within the next segment. But of course, since we've we've used the word sunrise so much, yes, I think we're going somewhere with that, don't well, you? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, our music is normally selected by our musical consultant Dale Zerbert. Dale is a little under the weather, so I am to blame for today's <laughs> <Your> choices. choices. <laughs> I just couldn't resist this song because of its name. It is uh, so close to today's conversation. So from Fiddler on the Roof, naturally, (laughs) here is Sunrise, Sunset. Is this the little girl I carried? Is this the little boy at play? I don't remember growing older When did she get to be a beauty? When did he grow to be this tall? Wasn't it yesterday when they were small? Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. Swiftly flow the days Seedlings turn overnight to sunflowers Blossoming even as we gaze Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset Can I give them? How can I help to ease their way? Now they must learn from one another. 
look so natural together. Just like two newlyweds should be. Is there a canopy in store for me? Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, swiftly flow the days. Moments will be right back with today's guest, Janice Simon, in a few moments. Wow, that didn't go right, though. <laughs> this is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back, and we are speaking with our guest, Janice Simon. Uh, so now, Janice, we're going to speak about your role uh, in particular, I guess, and the whole aspect of assisted living. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you, so um, let's, well, let's start. De- yeah, let's, let's, de- let's define it. Well, I'm getting there. Yes. Okay. Let's, why don't, how would you describe it exactly? The way I would descri- describe assisted living is allowing a resident to stay in their home because the assisted living is their home, allowing them to have choices and providing them with assistance of activities of daily living that they no longer can do for themselves. Ah, no, wait no a lo- that's you, the key. No longer can do for right. themselves. Now, what about cooking and so on? Do they have a kitchen in each room? They can have a, an area in their room that has a refrigerator and they could have a micro. They don't have to cook in their room. And there's a beautiful dining room that they can have all three meals and snacks throughout the day. So they no longer have to worry about cooking or shopping or preparing meals. Hmm. Yes, that's nice if that's what you like. For the <laughs> and you can no longer do it for yourself. And that, that's, well, that's the that's key the, again. Right. That is the key. Uh, the no longer well, being able to do it. what's different from a nursing home? Can't you do the same thing? A nursing home is an, um, a home which provides activities of daily living as well, but there's also some kind of a skilled nursing need that requires them to be followed by a nurse 24 hours and have oh. medical director um in the facility. Yes. Well, so could you get the same medical help in assisted living? You can get some medical assistance. We do all medication administration, which is often sometimes the the very reason why people come to us because they can no longer take care of, administer their own meds or order them correctly. But we don't do things in assisted living such as 
um, IV therapy that would be done by that home or some kind of suctioning or a very skilled need oh, or so tube you, feeding. So Ventilator. Ventilators, trachs. respirators, trachs. Uh, I see. But, but our home, Sunrise, allows the resident to have many levels of, of need. They could have someone who has to have two persons to transfer them in and out, getting to a wheelchair, maybe even needing total assist with all sorts of bathing, showering, grooming, even assistance with feeding. Does that happen every day? It happens every day, yes. The and bathing they, and showering at all? Every day. And they can have it whenever they want it, in the morning, in the afternoon. It's individualized it, so that they can have whatever they want that meets their needs. Okay, what about those that uh, don't require that level of care, uh, but they need the socialization, let's say, of being outside of their own home, which I guess where I'm going is um, assisted living versus getting home care. Assisted living is something where someone could come in even if they only have one need, such as medications, uh-huh. and they just don't want to be alone. Very often a resident, a, a person is living at home, they could have someone come in and help them with their medications, yeah. but they're isolated. They may just be watching TV all day, right. and they don't get the socialization, the different activities, and sometimes they don't get as much uh, nutrition and fluids ah, as they yeah, would right, need. Right, right. So, encourage- so how does an average day work out for you at, at the sunrise? When I go to the sunrise, I walk in. I love to go. I call it. I sweep through. I like to see what's going on. Is everyone coming down to their breakfast? Are they enjoying it? Ah, so you keep track of that. Right. I like to see who's who's coming down or who didn't come down. Yeah, right. Was there a problem, something that happened overnight that we need to know? Ah, yes. And then to make sure that the day's set up, that everyone who wanted to have their baths or their showers all got them. Are they all freshly dressed? And then what activities are they going to be having for the day? They're going to start off with the daily exercise. Some people might go to the beauty salon. Other people might want to go and do Scrabble, current events, or read their newspaper. And some people may want to just go back to their room and rest a little. And then we make sure everyone comes out for lunch. And if they have a choice where one day I don't want to have lunch or I want lunch in my room, that's okay too. Really? They serve? They, they can be served in yes. their rooms? Not, not as a, um, a rule, but right. once in a while, once if I while. don't feel like it, I certainly can. Mm, Is that a additional charge? No, not for one time. But if somebody chooses to stay in their room at all times and it's their right to do so and there's no medical need, then we would have to charge them a little extra since the food has to it's be brought. It's a special service. Special sure. service. Yeah. Why would somebody want to spend the whole time alone in the room? Some people know just by having someone on the other side of the door that they're okay, but they were always shy and were never the kind of person who would be a joiner. And that works for them, just knowing I could go out there and get help or someone's out there, but I'm okay in here too. So do you take the job home with you? I mean, do you know what's going on? (laughs) I usually do take the job because I always think about, I hope so-and-so's okay. I I hope the family member came. Oh, Oh, she didn't, you know, I knew the doctor was coming, so... I knew he was going to order the medication if they had a cold or something was going on. Yeah. So I always like to make sure that everything was followed up. A lot of my job is making sure that we follow all the regulations of the um, industry, which yeah. is were followed by the Department of Health, the New York State Department right. of Health. Right. So there is oversight, obviously. Are the, is yeah. our cameras allowed? 
uh, do you have cameras in each room? Uh, we don't have cameras, but some families choose to have it, what we call a nanny cam, and they can have that. Ah, nanny cam, right. like a baby monitor. Yes. And some people do, and some people don't. So, you know, it's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Is it a frequent choice? No, not usually. Maybe one or two in a home. That's about it. Uh-huh. Now, how about the le- the level of of um, residents? How many um, at one time does the sunrise uh, accept? Each sunrise has approximately a hundred people, and we probably have three quarters of them living in assisted living, where they're alert and oriented. And then we have e- each sunrise has a special memory care. Oh, that we were going to get onto that. Yes. Yeah, memory very care. special. We have um, for the dementia and the Alzheimer's, and it's a very small you, in unit. In other words, you accept people with memory loss? We accept them, we admit them, and then we find sometimes as they age in place in our assisted living, we notice it's time for them to now go to the memory care. Mm. And then we help the families understand at this point it's a safe idea, it's something that they would have a smaller intimate setting. And it also has um, something called a coded pad so that the resident would not be able to leave on their own so that they would not get lost and be able to exit. So who makes this decision before to tell tell the family? Well, when we notice a resident has um, perhaps increased confusion, they're asking more questions, they're not able to know it's time for breakfast or lunch, they're coming out of the room in the middle of the night, sometimes Mm. they don't have the appropriate clothing or they're trying to take a walk outside in the winter and there's no coat, we'll always let the families know ahead of time. It looks like we're going to have to speak to you about our special reminiscence neighborhood for mom or dad. And we try to get them used to the idea because some people are in denial, like, no, mom's not ready. But we we bring them up and we say, take a look. It has small programming, wonderful one-on-one programs and areas of quietness and there's a whole every memory unit has an area where you can just wander which is a lot of what people with memory care often need need to do they need to wander yes it helps them with their anxiety oh he's getting (laughs) everything it's terrible really everything impacts Stu so much Anyone who's suffering from any level, yeah. oh, my it goodness, does, he's, that's he's not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> that's why I love when I, um, I know a resident is ready to go to the memory care, and I say to the family, this sounds crazy, but when your mom moves up there, you're going to find that she has so much less anxiety. Mm-hmm. I said mm. it's like magic, and all of a sudden, they don't have to be nervous, and they're so happy. They feel relaxed, and they fit right in, Well, that's and sense. they're so safe. It gives them safe yeah. and secure feeling. Why did you choose to work in an assisted living versus a hospital? I had worked in the hospital for for, uh, many years, and um, I didn't have the time to spend one-on-one. And then when I did home care, I loved spending time with the families, teaching them how to take care of their loved one, spending time to see the resident get better. So I thought, what a way to go into assisted living and just have time to spend. Many times I could just sit down and have a cup of tea with somebody who's new moving in and they were nervous. I could sit with them and literally hold their hand and help them through it. And next thing you know, I have a hundred grandmas or a hundred, and then family members too. Everybody's a big family. Janice, how many of you are there in the the sunrise? How many nurses? No, how how many of you? you. Uh, (laughs) 
actually, we do hire people for a heart at Sunrise. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. You could walk in at any time, and you'll see someone holding somebody's hand or just smiling and giving them a hug. It's nice. Let me ask you this. Do you have volunteers working for you? We do. Uh, In many of our homes, we have people that bring in their pets. We have pet therapy. In many of the homes, we have uh, any kind of um, religious affiliation where we have Shabbat services. We have rosary. We have weekly um, Eucharistic ministers. And then we have people that love to come in and just play music. We, we work with the local schools and oh, they nice. can bring in their jazz jazz bands. And so Good. all different kinds of volunteers, somebody who may just want to do reading for someone who can no longer see. Sometimes our assisted living residents feel so they want to give back and they might go up to the memory unit and want to read to them or do exercise or read the current events and they really love that that's very interesting mm-hmm. that that is something that i'm going to tuck back in the back of my head it's very because rewarding yeah. and sing. Me in the system, uh, or play the piano or play, i don't yeah sing and play the piano. oh can play oh people we, who can perform are we love to sing and there's all different kinds of sing fit programs where even a resident who's very foreign to their into their um, dementia. So there's like a menu of what's going on these yes, days. Yes, daily. But the singing is an international way to, um, it's, an, you know, it's a way of, even if I don't remember words, all of a sudden I can start singing. Oh, yes. And we've well, seen that's that happen. Very, that is very common with dementia. That yes. Well, music has been proven. Yes, it's it been has. scientifically proven. And it's really lovely yeah. to see I that. Mean, well, Nina and I met in Erasmus Hall High School. In the, we choral, in the choral, in the choral, doing choral singing. She was in the cantata, and yes. I was in the. Well, it was actually you in car. You were already in the boys' well, I was glee. Two years ahead of you, and you encouraged me to join. That I mean, that really made the, the most impact on my life because I still singing. sing in chorus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's about us. The heck with us. We're talking <laughs> about everybody else. Uh, is the sunrise? The only place, so, uh, or do you have more sunrises? We have so many sunrises. When we're national and international, from mm. Canada up until um, the United Kingdom, and across the United States, and right in New York, we have fifteen plus four new ones on the way, and um, we have two opening up in Manhattan soon. So those should be How super does terrific. Start? The best story that I love to tell is our founders' story. A young couple, when they were 23 years old, they had grandparents, and they said, I don't really think I'm interested to put my loved one into a nursing Nursing home. home. There must be some kind of a a choice. So they had been to um, their country of Norway, and Uh they noticed that they had different choices. So when they came back to the United States, they bought a little old house. They painted it, and they were 23 years old, and then they moved people into their home. And they started with one, two, three, four. Soon they had to move out to the garage, and soon they moved next door, and then they just opened up more homes. And that was our founders, Paul and Terry Clausen. Wow. And when we yeah. go to leadership, I, I see them all the time still. Oh, really? And they, they are able to remember me because my Glen Cove home was number 36 out of over 300. So we were one of the early ones, ah. and they remember. And I, I told them, I said, I love to hear your stories of their first people that they took care of. And I say it reminds me of my first people. I can remember almost every person that moved in and that we took care of wow, them. Wow, that is... Did it start in Glen Cove? The very first one in New York was Glen Cove, yes. Really? And, yep. 
Gee, nobody knows this. Or at least I don't. Know. We, we, we don't right. know this. Well, now our now. audience knows it. Now yeah. everybody right, knows it. Right, right. Uh, well, I want to continue on this on this uh, um, topic. Yeah, uh, we, we but, are going to continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when, when you say, I wanted to know, I mean, what is, is there a difference or am I going into a place where you don't want to talk about? Is there a difference, let's say, between the Sunrise, the Atria, the Regency, uh, the Bristol, there are so many. Well, there are many Glen things. Cove is like the capital of, of the world. I agree. <laughs> we do have many and many choices. And one thing about Sunrise that sets us apart is that we have something called an enhanced license that given to us by the New York State Department of Health. It allows us to take care of residents that have a very high level of need. Again, if you need two persons to transfer oh. or if I need a lift, a mechanical lift, if I need someone to help feed me, oh, I, see. I yeah. can um, have all of those needs met and still live in an assisted wow. living. Is there any point at which uh, uh, you're, I'm getting a, a signal yes, here. Yes, we have another yeah. song here. Oh, okay, sure. And, we'll and the wait. title says exactly what you want. Yeah. Because it's from the Broadway show of Into the Woods. Stephen Sondheim. No one is alone. alone. Yeah. Side, but you, you are, are not alone. alone. Believe me, no one is no alone. No one is alone. Believe me, truly. People make mistakes. Fathers, mothers, people make mistakes. Holding to their own, thinking they're alone. Honor their mistakes. Fight for their mistakes. Everybody makes. One another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right, giants can be good. You decide what's right, you decide what's good. Just remember, just remember, someone is on your side, our side, someone else is not. While we're seeing our side, our side, maybe we forgot. They are not alone. No one is alone. Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, 
Janice Simon in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back with our guest, Janice Simon. And, of course, we are speaking about assisted living. Uh, now, I'm going to be asking you, Janice, a, a, a particularly uh, sticky, wicked question here. Uh, we know of two people in particular who were not in Sunrise. They were in other assisted living. But because of behavioral issues... Both of them were literally kicked out. Actually, we know of three. We do know of three? Yes. I don't, oh, yes, we do know of three. I will, okay, it doesn't matter. Yes. Three is enough, more than enough. So tell me what happens in, in that regard. And who in makes Sunrise, that decision? In, in, well, thank you for asking that question because we pride ourselves in taking care of residents with all kinds of behaviors. And we know that's just part of the disease process. We work very closely with the primary care physicians. We work very closely with psychiatrists, psychologists who come into the home to see them regularly. And we also have a very large group of people that work in the memory unit that are specializing in different programming to keep the residents engaged. We have something called an LEM, a Life Enrichment Manager, who is sole job is to work one-on-one -on -one with the residents so that they can really capture them, do things with them, and keep them engaged, and um, so that they're not walking around getting into sort of behavior issues, and that they are happy and they are um, having their needs met. We do a tremendous amount of training, because we know when residents are wandering or looking, we say, first we have to see what's going on. I feel like we're detectives. Do they have a physical need? Do they need to have something to eat? Are they thirsty? Are they hungry? Do they need to go use the restroom? Do they need to have assistance with changing? Then after that, do they just want someone to, to be with them, talk with them, hug them? And or do they need to have space? Do we need to bring them to their room and have quiet time? Uh, we work very closely with all of that, and we want to make sure that they have um, you know, good quality days and meet their needs. It does happen that if someone is a danger to themselves, and we work very closely with the family, the doctors, and we have, we may have to change their modality of medication, mm, right. and um, well, and we are able to keep them in in their home as much as possible, which is what we want. Well, one of the things that concerns me is that, uh, in the what I am referring to is a case where a man, a, a patient. Uh, exhibited very inappropriate behavior. After a stroke. After having had a stroke, of course, because a stroke, we know, changes the entire mental yes. thing. And uh, he he became hypersexual. Yep. I'm and, we're yeah, familiar with that behavior, and we, were, again, work very closely. There may not be a magic answer, but there's things that can be done to provide that person with comfort. Um, if it's a verbal, we just let everyone know that you may hear things that are verbally inappropriate, but we try and um, tell the staff that it's just the disease. It's not something that is directed towards you. If it's something that's physical, we will often have um, a male person come in and help. 
and we make sure that everyone remains safe. It's very important that not only is the resident safe, that our staff is safe yeah, at all times. Of course. At of all course, times. Safe. And the most important thing is to communicate openly with the families, let them know what's going on. Yeah. So that yeah. they're not, not surprised by any of this. Oh, well, with the graying of America, I would think that the, the any kind of senior activity is going to be greater and greater and more demand upon the system. Uh, do you, are you pretty much filled up? We're, al- we're always almost between 80 and 90. Nope, I'd say 85 to almost 100% filled, but that's why we're opening up new homes four more coming along, actually six in this area. And we also are expecting the tsunami. We call it the tsunami with the baby boomers coming. And Sunrise is preparing to have sometimes smaller little homes as opposed to bigger communities. Mm. Never thought of that. A tsunami of of the the baby boomers. Oh, that's put that tuck that away in your head. Tsunami, yes. And the thing that makes me laugh about that is um, in our homes now we have pictures of you know, Frank Sinatra, and I say from now it's going to be pictures of the Rolling Stones one day. <laughs> that's right. that's, can you imagine in assisted living, they'll be queen. I, right. I, I feel very old when somebody doesn't recognize Frank Sinatra. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, How expensive is it to get into any assisted living? I mean, uh, that's a good question. It is expensive because it is private pay. It's based on the level of care and the medications that you, you know, the more care you need, it is more expensive. But Sunrise has registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, and certified nurses' aides. So we are providing a highly professional um, staff. However, all of our homes take long-term care insurance that covers most of the care if you have Mm long-term care insurance. And there's a new program in uh, New York State for memory impaired, for the memory impaired unit where someone who's been living in the home for a year can apply for the New York State voucher program where you would get on a sliding scale between 25 to 75% of your whole monthly stay paid for by the state of New York. And it's afforded us to have in many of our homes five, six, seven, and eight people now able to stay in wow. the assisted living. That's very interesting. Is that, is that pop, is that knowledge, is that a popular, uh, is that known? Is it well known? It's yes, not it, well known you. and it's brand new. It's been in effect one year and it's oh. so successful that they actually had just a capitation of 200. Now they're opening it up to many more. And in June, I'm going up to Albany to meet with the head of the program so we can just see how to go forward with offering it to more people. Interesting. And now, Sunrise Homes, all of our homes, except for right now the boroughs, which we're applying for, have that affordability for an opportunity for yeah. our residents. Because not everybody has long-term care insurance. That's true. Not everybody Not does. everybody. There is and also then, a veteran's benefit, yeah. too. Many people don't know about called the Veterans Aid and Attendance Benefit. Oh. That's for right. It's for people that have served during active wartime and also for spouses. Ah, so that's yeah. a great benefit, too. And there's a lot of money in that um, and fund. that, account, yeah, that fund right. for people and people so don't if, access if it. if I'm now a, a normal guest and I pay my my dues, whatever it is, uh, I can apply for the voucher program? or, or If is you're it, in the memory impaired unit, yes, and if you've been living in any assisted living sunrise for a year. 
If you're Abby normal, honey, you're not being, that's not <laughs> you normal. You have to be in the memory impaired unit. Yeah, that's that's what it's for. Uh-huh. I think, I think I'm sorry to gather it. Assisted <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. living is the, you know, it is a private pay. It, it, um, it, there is a cost, but it's significantly less money than a, a skilled facility in this, in a nursing home. And if somebody mm-hmm. didn't protect their money for five years or so, uh, in elder care, um, how does that affect the, the, the nursing home? Or the assisted living home. Well, once somebody starts to, um, you know, use up their funds, we work with them to uh, maybe move to a room which is shared, and that really significantly brings down the cost. And then, if they do indeed need get to a point where they no longer can stay, we'll always help them get into um, the next step, which would be a skilled nursing facility on Medicaid. On, on Medicaid. Medicaid. Yes. Now, yes. Now how about a husband and wife situation? We oh, have yes. so what that's a great question. <gasps> we have Good. so many fam, uh, husband and wives that move in together. They want to be together. Sometimes the loved one, the wife or the husband, may have memory impairment. So we allow the husband to or wife to live in the special memory impairment upstairs with them, so they could be together. Or they may may even want to have just the one resident who has dementia in the special unit, and the resident may be in assisted living, and they'll have their meals together, do activities together. And um, they stay together. And we've even had many couples that have actually met and got married at some of our sunrises. Wow. There we go. The speed dating in the sunrise. (laughs) 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 Yes. Did you hear about that? The Glencoe Senior Center is setting up a speed dating. Or had a speed speed dating. But they couldn't find any men. That's usually the way. (laughs) Oh, well, my goodness, yes. Just to end this particular portion, as if, you, as if you're a second guest, uh, because I want to leave a little time for knitting before for, <laughs> right, for Nina right, right. And, and you to talk about. Uh, I, I would, first of all, thank you very much for coming and speaking to us about this. But how about some websites or email information or telephone information or something? Uh, how would the people reach you? That's a great question. The local number for Sunrise in Glen Cove is 516-656-0575. Say it again. 516-656-0575. And they can ask for anyone there who would be able to give them any information and come and have a tour. And then we have www.sunriseseniorliving.com. And you can find out everything you want across the country and internationally where the sunrises are. And one more thing I just want to speak about, Sunrise. Our goal is to always have somebody stay there. We never have to ask anyone to to move out if they can't walk any longer, if they need a wheelchair, if they have a a high level of need. And we we work with many support services, which is um, home care agencies and hospice, to allow that resident to remain in their home Mm -hmm. until, until until they are... So before we come anywhere near the close, my dear, yes, there's your your knitting option. Oh, I have yes, I have two minutes to talk about knitting. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this knitting group that you belong to. I belong to this great knitting group. I met the um, teacher at Adult Ed, and I took a knitting class. Oh. And then she said she has a, a knitting be or knitting studio in her home. So anyone who wants to go, she has it a couple times a week. 
you can work we work on projects together or any project that you want like now I'm making um a baby sweater for my neighbor who's having a little boy. Good, yes. And we recently, we take all different trips. We go to the Vogue Festival in Manhattan every year for knitting. And we go to Rhinebeck, which is the biggest knitting festival really? in New York. What? Every October, they have 500 vendors and the Sheep and Wool Festival where they're oh. shearing the sheep. Wow. And they're spinning the yarn and they're dyeing it him. It's beautiful. Oh, they have llamas and... Wow, alpaca. That is Great. so exciting. I I knitted. I, I was a major knitter from, I think, the time that... Oh, my first project was knitting you a pair of Argyle socks when oh. we were dating. That's right. That was That's the, true could, love, by the way. Yeah. Could you imagine with all the little bobbins <laughs> and the things hanging? That was my first project. Which That's I a, used in golf. That? That's a great first project. That's oh, a, this, and he must have loved me because of all the knots that were inside the socks. Could you imagine what it felt like? It made you a better golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Kept me uh, on my toes. And then uh, when I started having children, uh, we were in a dingy apartment in Brooklyn. Oh, it was, uh, I can't even tell you, but we had a knitting store around the corner. Oh. And I used to go with the baby and with the we all used to sit together and actually the instructor was my, my mother-in-law's best friend oh i love that wonderful times i so janice that's we'll have to talk about knitting more we will I, I can't thank you enough for being here and i can't thank my you pleasure. enough carolyn for bringing janice i feel like thank i've you. gotten a brand new friend so this is, and we have a, a, our new engineer today, Ryan, who has done a spectacular job. Thank you. And please, Dale, get yourself better, for goodness sakes. We miss you. We have a, a little piece of music here. It was, actually, it's not music. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a skit, it's isn't a it? It's a sketch with Fanny Bryce and Hanley Stafford from the album... The best of baby snooks. Now we, I mean, don't, I don't even remember. I remember it. it. <laughs> I, we won't be able to play the whole piece because but it's a long sketch, but it, it's very apropos for knitting. All right, snooks. Is the door closed? Yes, Daddy. Pull down the shade. Why? I don't want the nosy neighbors making remarks. All right. Nobody can see now, Daddy. Well, that's better. Now you can hand me my knitting. Here. I thought you were working on it all day. You haven't even started it. It keeps slipping off the needles. Well, you've got to tie the wool first. Why? Haven't you even learned how to cast on? Huh? Didn't I show you last night how to cast on, then knit two, purl two? And work plain and stocking that stitch until you came to the ribbing? Mommy says your friend will give you that. Give me what? The ribbing. Never mind your mommy. I don't expect a former female wrestler to know how to knit. Besides, what have I got to be ashamed of? I don't know. I started knitting when I was very young to, to relax my nerves. When I was 14, I was the head of a tatting club. Was you a tomboy, Daddy? No, I wasn't a tomboy. You want to learn how to make a sweater, don't you? Uh-huh. All right, then watch me. Yeah, well, I'll watch you. Now, first you cast on. Yeah. Then you knit two. Yeah. Purl two. Yeah. For 94 stitches. See? <laughs> Gee, you do it fast, Daddy. Oh, this is nothing. Yeah. 
Look, I can keep knitting without looking, and I can keep talking to you and never... Uh-oh. What happened? I dropped a stitch. Where? I don't see nothing on the floor, Daddy. I didn't drop it on the floor. Uh -huh. Oh, I'll have to rip this out again. I want to rip it. Snooks? <laughs> I want to rip it. <laughs> All right. But pull it easy so it doesn't come off the needle. I'm learning how to knit, ain't I, Daddy? Now, here. <laughs> Let me see you try it. Take the needles. All right. Look how fast I do it, Daddy. You haven't got the wool on there. Oh. How do they get wool, Daddy? From the sheep. They cut that wool from the back of a sheep. Oh, oh Daddy. Don't you believe me? Whoever saw a blue sheep? Of course there aren't any blue sheep. The wool is white until it's dyed. Does a sheep turn blue when it dies? The wool is dyed. They make it any color they want. Who does? The dyer. Who's he? The man who dyes. What does he die for? What does he die for? Mm. To make a living, of course. <laughs> How is the man going to live if he doesn't die? Does he like to die, Daddy? Why, certainly. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and... WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Some Moments signs off for today, please remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Youth is, <laughs> is a gift, a gift of, of nature, nature, but age is a work of art. The Glen Cove Senior Center's website is one word GlencoSeniorCenter.com. I'm sorry. If you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Whoa. Thank, thank you for listening. See you on the radio next time.